0: We greatly appreciate it. I had to cut down two trees
1: that hit me in the head. That I had to cut down, and did you cut them down because they hit you in the head? Be honest. No. Well, oh, okay. one is because it's gotten so overgrown, it would have actually ripped the power down on the house if I tried to like prune it. Oh, god. And then the other one. I just go pruning power lines. Just swear. <laughs> I, I was I like, get don't that. hit me. And then the other one was just an overgrown weed tree so well no, not guy wonderful guy no so
0: glad it was a, that it you was, did
1: that i smelled so bad i yeah I smelled so bad yeah it was i'm having like smell memories memories no like literally jay got home and he i was like i smell and he was like no i know <laughs> <laughs> and i knew i it, it was I, I i gotta be it, honest like uh,
0: having somebody confirm that it's it shouldn't be hurtful it's just a fact Oh no, not somehow I it's had, like
1: my car seat coolers, because they blow air up, yeah. I could smell myself when I was grossing myself out in the car. Like, <laughs> when I got home and sat on the couch, I put a towel down because I, there was no part of me that wasn't wet. That wasn't just soaked through with either sweat or tree limb water or. And I, had, I was still, even last night, picking like dirt and tree bits off of me. RIP your shower. Oh, it was
0: RIP my car. For real. And if we get lunch this week, we will
1: take my car. I would suggest it. Yeah. It was so gnarly. Um, but yeah, yay, property management. And then y'all get to go clean up the debris while we do. I finish we sure hedging do. out the other
0: side. Gosh, it's a really even turn if we're not all out there doing yard work at one point. I feel like um, my parents used to maybe do yard work growing up, too, and, um, you know, didn't love it then, you know. Surprisingly, not a lot of redeeming qualities about yard work, if you think about it. No. But you really don't get to play around as much as you think you
1: can. No. And mostly uh, the playing around work. is running away from wasps because they're very yeah. angry and cutting down their bushes.
0: Well, here's how close I got to a uh, a fun nature time. Um, it had rained, and then I was like, "Oh, I, you know, a little branch that was like overhead, you know, when they're hanging low, and mm. you can like pluck them, and then like you get so drizzles on you, right? You know what else? <laughs> you know what else happens when you shake the branch? Everything that lives in the tree falls mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which also, I felt bad that I was disturbing what lived in the tree. That's really where it was like, my, now my karma's fucked. Great. It's great when you find what lives in the tree, and you're here. I, like I that. I've done that. Actually, I heard that that never happens to <clears throat> CJ specifically. Come on.
1: What's up? Come
0: on. Guardian angels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yesterday I, know, I only I found know, sticks in my washed. hair. Great. I told do, like, you, should I wash my hair? And he was like, mm, and I grabbed it like this and I pulled out a stick and I was like, yeah, I'll wash my hair. <laughs>
0: Just like that's, thinking about the calendar and how I'll just confirmed. wait till Thursday to wash my hair next. I yeah, it don't do it today. So, you yeah, know, wait. I did yesterday night, so I'm feeling. Don't pretty get dominant. confident. Okay. No. Well, no. I mean, I think I'll be pushing it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's
1: okay. No one will notice. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, what are we talking about today? Well, first, we need to shout out to Hannah. <gasps> yes, we do. Here's Thank our you, Hannah. Uh, top tier, top level Patreon. She ow, signed up ow. for our highest thing, so shout out to her. She is one of our huge supporters, and we love you. Thank you. Love you, mean it, Eric. Oh, the this. Oh yeah. Yay! You know they have I this as an I'm emoji now, right? I know. I've seen it, but I it's the butt of the heart, right? Yeah, the heart butt. Heart butt. It
0: Doesn't look like that a little bit from where you're looking at. It It looks way. like
1: you snapped too hard. I did, because I snapped
0: off with the heart hands. Am I right, guys? Hello, what's up? I'm CJ. I don't. I know some. Gen Z slime.
1: Hold on, hold on. Okay, never mind. Oh, were you trying to... Yeah. Well, no, not that. Oh. where you do the whole hand? Just our like a normal way, how we used to
0: yeah. do it? Oh. Old school. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm tired. Gosh, you know how I know it's old school? Because they finally made an emoji for it. Shut up. <laughs> they did. But and they I also made it, an emoji for this. You know how much so. I
1: use that emoji now? So know, much easier. I know, that's why I'm like thinking about it. Harder, 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 harder. So, welcome back to, we didn't even announce who we are before. <laughs> welcome back to, to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Otherwise known as two smelly brats in a podcast. <laughs> two stanky
0: brats. Two stanky brats. <laughs> that song on TikTok is like, you're a stinky baby. I've never you seen that. You smell like feet. Um, it's, you're a stinky baby, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. We very it's different a, We do. We a lot of people feet. use it for their cats. Oh, I don't
1: have cat feet. Oh. I have like puppies. You know, kink, I just politics. Okay, so you do have pets.
0: Yeah, just not yes, cats okay. usually. Oh, I can't believe nobody used stinky baby on the on a puppy. I Feel like that's an even mm-hmm. stinkier I baby than it. a cat. It's okay. It's not. Boring. I'll look out for it. I'll see if I can find. Well, you know the phones are listening now, so next time it gets it's thrown my way, it'll I probably be
1: just... and it'll probably come up on my TikTok immediately yes. after this.
0: Stinky baby, stinky baby, <laughs> stinky baby. <laughs> okay,
1: so yeah. this week. We are going to talk about kind of a hot word or kind of a hot term that's this been thrown is, yeah. all around. Would you say you're like seeing it increase in the most recent years? I am, you know, I think this along with the term gaslighting, so we're gonna talk about narcissism. Not even gonna make you wait for not it. I'm okay. Make you wait. No spoil yes, spoiler- spoilers. yes spoilers
0: spoilers. 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 Listen, the brain
1: is not so what it used to tired. be eight hours ago. <laughs> So, we're going to talk about narcissism, talk about the signs of narcissism, what are the different types of narcissism, how to move about in a relationship with a narcissist if you can, Um, and then we're going to share our experiences. We both have pretty deep histories with narcissists being pretty close to us. Um, I had a former uh, very close friend for about a decade who turned out to be a narcissist with probably slightly... Sociopathic tendencies. Um, and I would say your narcissist probably actually has some sociopathic probably tendencies. Probably is a sociopath. Yeah, yeah to be honest. Truly. <laughs> um, and we'll discuss why there can be that narcissism sociopath crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how it can present. Um, but mostly just so you're aware of what is narcissism, what does it look like, and how to keep yourself healthy if you are around a narcissist and have to be, because not all of us can remove ourselves. From a narcissistic relationship, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also what to look out for when you're dating, too. So it's yep. connected, you know. Dating, friendships, family relationships, work Like, it, there's, mm-hmm. there's so going to be, yeah, like, it's all valid. Mm-hmm. All of it you have to deal with. And, you know, a narcissist can make any of those relationships very, very, very fucking complicated. Yep. To say the least. Yep. Love to hate them yeah thankfully not around them anymore for me
0: hopefully for me too i don't feel i mean unless they're a covert narcissist and i don't know yet because i'm not close enough to them but i feel that there are certain, you know, I think like you can learn about the behaviors that narcissists display and it still doesn't click just yet. But like yeah. after you've experienced a narcissist, it'll click also because it has a very similar like energy signature too. Like, ah, yeah. oh, this feels bad. Why?
1: Yeah, I will say now that I know and intimately know narcissism and what that feels like, now we've even discussed like we'll run into people and we're like, ooh, don't like them, not sure why. And then usually it comes out. I would say a lot of times there's a strong narcissism trait in there, yeah. if not sociopathic trait, yeah. that we have both gone like, mm mm And yeah. then come to find out, like, ah, there it is. Got it.
0: It's great. It's great. So fun to find out. So fun. Um, it's like Minesweeper. Just finding
1: where the little bombs are. Yeah, truly. And just to clarify, so everyone has narcissism. Mm -hmm. So, narcissism is essentially, you know, a trait of wanting to feel good about yourself, wanting to be praised, wanting to feel important, wanting to be important, uh, wanting to feel valued. Like, everyone has an ego. Mm -hmm. So, let's just say that, that everyone first has narcissism. Mm -hmm. This is not to say that we don't have narcissism. This Mm -hmm. is not to say that you shouldn't have narcissism. What this is addressing is when those narcissistic traits and habits essentially get out of kind of alignment and skew too far one way or the other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, to where it kind of makes the person a toxic person to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they hurt others. It really is a hurtful uh, characteristic and it, uh, it can be a very damaging person to be around mm-hmm. if they are not aware that they're a narcissist.
0: Very true. And a lot of the times, if they're not aware they're a narcissist, the people around them might not be aware that they're a narcissist. And uh, sometimes even pointing out that a person is a narcissist to a friend of a narcissist doesn't always click. No. That's why if I ever suspect that a person is friends with or seeing a narcissist, I always try to be like, hey, by the way, you should look up
1: the characteristics of someone with narcissistic personality disorder
0: and And just see what, what has crossover. Even
1: that is hard because... And we'll talk about the types of narcissism and the different types can make it very hard to tell that they're narcissists because they are people like they're generally liked Mm -hmm. by people. Yeah. That's their whole deal. That's their whole deal. Same with sociopaths. Sociopaths are actually typically very liked by people. Um, They're actually very well-spoken usually very sociable. That's what makes narcissism so hard to comprehend is because these people are usually typically very well-perceived on a surface level. Very surface. Would you say that's intentional of them, of the narcissist? Very intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very intentional, especially for certain types. And I was even, like, when I was researching this again, there was something that was even said here that I was like, ah, oh, shit, that is exactly what I dealt with. I wonder
0: if I'll feel that same way. I've, I did go over the points, by the way. I'm <laughs> oh like,
1: no, I did my homework. I did. No, but like I think
0: in my experience when I was learning about this, I had uh, a, very, a narcissist who was very close to me and I'll you know just go ahead and say that it was my stepfather. So I lived with them from age six to age whenever I moved out, 20. Um, so a lot of it was after I had moved out after i had slowly started tapering off the relationship and then you know as i was in therapy and starting to understand why i think the way i think and what causes me anxiety was all like led back to like how those situations were handled and then finally realizing that my stepdad was okay i'm a narcissist it's weird because it was something that we always joked about growing up too where we're like oh dad is such a narcissist Eh," but like never really knew the death the the joke
1: was real it
0: was real yeah it was real (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, And the
1: person I was friends with that is a narcissist actually used to joke that they were um, like a sociopath too because they never yawned when everyone else yawns, which they always claimed was a sign of being a sociopath. Oh my God. I never knew that, but I will always look out for that now. And I was like, and I didn't even take them seriously until someone brought it up the other day that they thought this person that we know in common was a sociopath or had sociopathic tendencies. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Oh my god, that's so crazy. So, yeah. Um, so first, let's go through... Do you want to go through signs and symptoms? Or we can go through uh, symptoms of narcissism first, just yeah. so you can spot them. And then we will deep dive into the five types of narcissism.
0: Yes, absolutely. Does that
1: work? Yeah. And I'm just going to pull
0: off uh, that list there. So, yeah. we start with grandiosity. In my brain, I keep saying grandiosity, by the way. And I know Same. that's not correct, but... <laughs> I would rock it. Grandiose City. Um, that one I feel like is a little bit more obvious because when we're talking about narcissists, even the like textbook definition of what narcissism is, not the personality disorder, is sort of like this inflated sense of self of who you are. So that is also has crossover into people who actually have narcissistic personality disorder is this idea that they are the fucking best. best. They are it. You are welcome that they are here. Or they should have been the best. Right that one is tricky too that's an interesting one that's an interesting one that's the one
1: that the person that i interacted with they always had these like oh i should have been famous if only i could have if only no one if i should have been on tv and like is there a little bit of blaming there too oh absolutely right right yeah 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 (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. they blame anyone anyone but themselves right
0: right yeah consistently consistently I don't know if that's a point on there. I feel like that's a point on there. It's I feel like we made three more points. We jumped <laughs> right. <laughs> um, second one is excessive need for admiration. Yeah. So that was interesting too, because when I started thinking about that, um, here's how it presented in my example was a lot of, um, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Yep which is stunning to me because i was like oh yeah that was said to me a lot <laughs> yeah. growing up but it was kind of this idea of like not only should you appreciate me now you should appreciate me because yeah. i'm going to be
1: gone one day and then you're going to regret not appreciating me as much as you should have. and the real fuckery with that is that when they're finally gone the relief and the sudden lack of that burden is astounding yeah it's huge it is astounding it's huge I will say if you're a person who suffers from anxiety or
0: depression well I have both and this was my experience after I finally got out of it was a lot of like the those symptoms had to kind of roll themselves out for like a like, a, you know, the narcissist in my life had tendencies to blow up. So a lot of times I just felt like I was on this timer of waiting for a blow up. Mm. So there was, a, there was a significant period of time where my anxiety was related to the blow up. And then yeah. I actually developed a, a really negative self-talk based on, like, basically that. creating a stepfather figure in my head. My therapist calls it the committee. Ah,
1: committee.
0: Yeah. So that's the head of my committee. We hate the committee. Suck.
1: I fucking hate the, <laughs> committee.
0: <laughs> the committee. The committee. My, Marilyn goes, like, just say, okay, thank you. And then move on from that thought. Yeah. And I'm like... Maybe yeah. I don't have to thank it because the committee should be disbanded. Okay, committee. I don't renew the committee. I don't know how the committees work. The committee's fired. Yeah, everyone's fired,
1: dissolved. Unlike SCOTUS, you can be voted out. <laughs> SCOTUS, this one's for you. So next one, do you want to go? We have
0: superficial and exploitative relationships. Okay, uh, this one was also really hard for me to nail down in my experience because it's, see, there was always this uh, talking about like, well, I do this, therefore you owe me this. So it didn't feel like they were exploiting. But when, you, when it really boiled down to it, it's like, well, what you're bringing to the table is your idea of how great you are. Yep. And then what they're bringing to the table is and sometimes actual labor, actual like money, or just like actual physical things. So this idea of like relationships with narcissists aren't like... Uh, I mean, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't feel like they're emotionally connected so much as they're like a, you scratch my back, yeah. I scratch yours. Can I use you? How- very transactional, very, how can I use you? This. Is- how does your reaction or like reception of me make me feel about myself too? Yeah, and
1: this is one, um, there's also a type of narcissism that this really hit home with, but exploitive relationships. So the thing, and I've discussed this with you, the thing that stood out to me the most and what finally hit me and looking back just makes me want to scream is the person that I was friends with always loved to tell me that they enjoyed my friendship because they could take the spotlight and I wouldn't. And that was not said just once. That was said many times. Ad nauseum over 10 years was said repeated to me that they really enjoyed the spotlight and they liked that I did not And they also would not selfie with me. They didn't want to put me in any of their social media. They enjoyed the spotlight, and they liked that I would not take the spotlight from them. Which is just a mark of a great person. Which, by the way, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. So that one super hits home. That was something that I didn't really... Because I'm not someone who really wants to be, like, faint... Like, I'm not... You know, I'm doing this, so I do have attention on me, but I... You know, have really struggled wanting to be in front of the camera. It really makes me uncomfortable. That's true. still hate it so much. If you guys look at our YouTube channel, there's a significant amount of time where we
0: avoided videos. Yeah, <laughs> like we went through a lot of episodes before we finally like had a conversation where we're like, "Look. Where we're looking at the data of other people who run podcasts. And once they switch to video format, engagement increases, views increase. Yes.
1: And I begrudgingly finally did it. My body dysmorphia is intense. I hate being on camera. Even when I worked in television, producers could not get me on camera. I hate it. So the narcissist playing off of that really sucked. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you
0: know, I mean, it's a quality rooted in a negative experience that you're having, a hurtful experience that you're having, Yeah, you know, and then for someone to be like, "Ooh, I like that you have that hurtful experience, Right, I'm going to come in here and... And I'm going to keep you down while I'm at it. Yeah, 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 but don't raise, no, 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 you stay there. You stay there. Yeah, it's so nefarious also because I think a lot of people who are, you know, not narcissists um, aren't like... Don't have like a radar for that kind of thing. You're just assuming the best about the people you're friends with. Yeah. You know, so somebody saying like, oh, I just love that. You don't like to take the spotlight. I can even imagine me in that position being like, yeah, I fucking hate the spotlight that that works yeah, for I mean,
1: me. Ha ha ha. You know, and that's how I was. And only after did I realize like, wow, that was really fucked up. Yeah, that was fucked
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so crazy to me that these are like little signatures that they pick up on. And it's not like narcissists aren't... People with narcissistic personality disorder don't have like a
1: formula. It's almost like they just live it in in my mind. It is innate to them. Yeah. Um, The next one is lack of empathy. So severe limited ability to care about other people's emotions, which into the first three things we talked about yeah i mean it's easier to manipulate somebody when you don't think that there's going to be any emotional consequences or anything like that and that's also where you start to get kind of some of the crossovers with sociopathic tendencies yeah because sociopaths also have a lack of empathy and lack of emotions around other people's hurt or pain or just general well-being
0: Mm -hmm. isn't it that sociopaths learn how to be how to like fake empathy by watching other people they do yep um. Identity Disturbance. So um, and this one like bothers me because when I was growing up my narcissist had a, a very like not only grandiose but a very elaborate like history that was always prevalent in our family so we always like his status in the family was based on this history which he was always telling us so to read directly we have here a sense of self that's highly superficial extremely rigid and often fragile uh so for example when we would hear stories if i tried to ask like some clarifying questions it was very like you know you can't really know a lot of those details because only the details that like make the story the strongest and like make you fear this person Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) based on their story um it it, it, like continues a cycle of fear and also continues the grandiose idea they have themselves and what we had to believe that based on what was told to us Uh, so the self-stability depends on maintaining the view that one is exceptional the grandiose sense of self is easily threatened and uh, patients retreat from or deny realities that challenge grandiosity Yep. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there's a lot of that. If we ever tried to pick out uh, a discrepancy with uh, <laughs> my stepdad, yep. it was always very like, oh, here, here's a very, this is an exact example, uh, would insist on making dinner all the time. Mm. And then as we were all eating would very much like watch us all and then be like, how is it? And then we'd be like, it's good. This is so good. He's like, oh, it's just good. Okay, you guys can cook from now on. I, hey, hey, you don't like my cooking, so I guess why don't you just, you know, what we'll did just he do want? McDonald's. Like, bow down. All of us to start sucking his dick for sure. <laughs> like, Sorry. You're amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you. We would be starving without you. Speaking of the identifying a weak point in a person, my mom was a single mom with two kids. Yep. And he was a man with money. Yep. So it was very like, oh, let me just... Very exploitive. Let me save you guys. Yep. But also if we were more headstrong or just more aware, or set up for ourselves, like it wouldn't have worked. Hate it here.
1: Next one is difficulty with attachment and dependency. So they rely on feedback from the environment and relationships only exist Short positive self-image. I just said the dinner example. <laughs> Feels like I should have and saved it for this spot. me car. taking the back seat so they could have the spotlight. Which, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because if you watch this person who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. you will see people cycle through. And I can almost guarantee because they are no longer wanting her to be the front and center anymore like she loves to be. Mm -hmm. um, She cycles through people real fast. Yeah.
0: Interaction that they have with people are superficial. Um, We used to call this like charming. Like, oh, yeah. you're, so, you're so charismatic, so you're charming. so charming, you, you know. You have so much energy. And then as children of the narcissist, we, we, you know, we're the people who go to, like, a catchphrase and be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. No, I'm present here. What's up? Yeah, no, I'm paying attention. I learned this from my yeah. dad, you know. Like, so, but no one, there were no, like, active long-term friendships. No. At all. Uh,
1: chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom
0: yeah how that presented itself uh for me was very like trying to come up with plans all the time that never like followed through mm-hmm. so you know like oh we're just gonna do this this and this and then and it's all gonna be great and if it doesn't succeed that's because you guys failed yeah <laughs> what was your idea like, Thanks, uh, thank you thank you so much well nobody wanted to do it so Uh, Next one. Vulnerability to life transitions. Uh, Difficulty maintaining reality-based personal and professional goals over time. Uh, Compromises required by school, jobs, and relationships may feel unbearable, and young adults may have a failure to launch. Um, Definitely uh, saw that. Yeah? In your example? Oh, yeah. Was it...
1: um, like presenting and like sort of trying to do business plans or yeah and it goes back to that whole they would always blame others for not having that like not being able to reach their goals was always an outside problem mm-hmm. it was always someone else's fault
0: mm-hmm. um in a you know an interesting version of this we can never do like a last minute plans or plans would fall through because of some reason mm. so it would be very like oh you know um, Dad's taking mom to the beach this weekend and she's excited because they never do anything and it was always promised, but it never did. But now, come Saturday morning, Dad's all feeling, well, he's mm. just got you know, let me just stay in bed. I'm just, oh, you know, so even stuff like that. And we always had to have like a very rigid plan for like if we were to go out anywhere. He's also a very fast walker. <laughs> thinking about it. And there he is. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm goal oriented. I'm like, it's like, Okay, we just wanted to no, walk buddy. a normal human pace. So <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> My legs are so small, please. <laughs>
1: um, narcissistic personality disorder is also a significantly higher risk factor for suicide and suicidal attempts. Which I bet you think is surprising, mostly because I think it's surprising. You know, I, not as much. And only because... So narcissists, in my experience, tend to be some of the most... Um low self-esteem low self-confidence lack of like tend to be some of the least self-confident people you will ever meet Mm -hmm. Um, because all of their confidence and strengths comes from outside perceptions and getting that grandiosity and that i need to be the center of everything and the attention and the most and the extras and the whatever and when they're not getting it and people leave or things go awry yeah i could see why that definitely happens interesting
0: i almost wonder as like a defense mechanism it's easier for me to think like oh no you probably feel that way till you die and then that's it you know but i think if i'm putting that into practice in terms of like what it looks like for like you know, best case scenario, you guys at home watching and listening are going to like now be woke to these behaviors and potentially remove yourself from relationships with narcissists. Yeah. So that could le- obviously leave them being very alone. You know, they don't get that praise response that they need. So, yeah, kind of looking at it from that way makes it more understandable to me.
1: So want to talk about five different types of narcissism? I sure do. Um, this is something I did not know. So there are two umbrella types of narcissism. So there's adaptive narcissism and then there's maladaptive narcissism. So adaptive refers to traits of narcissism that can actually be helpful, like high self-confidence, self-reliance, and the ability to celebrate yourself. Mm -hmm. Maladaptive is connected to traits that don't serve you and can negatively impact how you relate to yourself and others. For example, entitlement, aggression, and the tendency to take advantage of others. This would be associated with symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder. So there are five types that we're going to go through. Yes. Kind of explaining what those look like. Yes.
0: Now, number one is the overt narcissism. Um, and this to me, like from the name, it's very obvious. Like this person is a narcissist. Um, someone with overt narcissism might come off as being extremely outgoing, pretty arrogant, entitled, overbearing, having an exaggerated self-image, oopsie, grandiosity, um, (laughs) needing to be praised and admired, exploitative, competitive, and lacking
1: empathy. That almost feels like a review of the things that we've already gone over. Yep. Um... And they tend to overestimate their abilities and intelligence, which I definitely think we've seen in both I of think, the narcissists that yeah. we know.
0: Actually, if I'm even throwing in the third one that I ended up uh, dating, that, yeah. that true as oh, well. Oh, for sh- okay. sure. <laughs> no,
1: <yeah.
0: laughs> we've been very kind not to drag him into this. <laughs> oh, Lord. he. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, the answer for, oh is goodness. absolutely yes. There's
1: one. I yep.
0: Mm-hmm. God, I almost. Love that. We'll be like for our, uh, <laughs> bonus for this week. <laughs> To about you have that. to pay to watch me shit talk that person.
1: Um, the second one is covert narcissism. So this is known as the vulnerable narcissist. I think this is also, as aptly titled, one of the harder ones to spot. Because mm-hmm. it's almost in direct conflict with the overt narcissist. Mm-hmm. It has actually direct conflict with it's the overt. It's actually exactly the opposite. opposite. <laughs> so... Because most people think of narcissists as this loud, grandiose, my pictures everywhere, mm-hmm. I'm famous, yeah, I'm amazing, as you this person is not that. So, um, instead, a covert narcissist they have more expressions of low self esteem, higher likelihood of experiencing anxiety, depression, and shame, introversion, insecurity, or low confidence, defensiveness, avoidance, and tendency to feel or play the victim.
0: Um <laughs> me suddenly being like am i a covert narcissist right everyone's like everyone's- <laughs> Well it's funny cuz have you ever had like a person i don't want to say weaponizing low self esteem but i almost do want to where it's like um oh well yeah no i i i probably can't do it cuz i'm just you know and i'm not yeah. capable and a blah blah
1: Well and i almost so like as i'm sitting here reading that it really does pop in my head about my dad. Because my oh, yeah. dad was the forever victim. His mm. is always the worst. His life is always the worst. His things were always the Everything is worse for him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of feels like that covert narcissist. Mm-hmm. Where it's like his thing has to be the worst over anyone else.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, damn, that felt like... Wow, that feels like that could be part of a... Over- uh,
1: it's, it's all narcissism. I'm not going to try and like split hairs here. Yeah. But yeah, that is wild to me it's a that covert narcissism is the weird one that still kind of is a head fuck for me yeah like yeah, the yeah, overt narcissist i'm like oh yeah easy easy done. i know that one it's like a well, whack-a-mole is very easy it jumps up yeah. and you're like aha ha. gotcha and this one pops up and i'm like ooh, um mm, mm, mm. um what do you mean i um well you see mm, do we so I like the, that it's like
0: uh strongly linked to high neuroticism tendency to experience unpleasant emotions and disagreeableness yeah <laughs> oh gosh uh they are likely to have a hard time expecting uh accepting criticism yep. uh, but are more likely to internalize or take in the criticism more harshly than it was intended yep. that part i uh, find so interesting because a lot of how i believe and engage with overt narcissists are that like oh you're probably not even thinking about these interactions you mm-hmm. know so like for me i feel almost like the most this is the most stress-free because I know not to get entangled with a narcissist and I know they're yeah. not even looking at me. So I don't have to even be a person, but in this case, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm listening to everything you say yeah, and I'm going to internalize it. And i make you feel bad about yeah. it. So yeah. The next one is the antagonist narcissist who, uh, features include, but not limited to arrogance, tendency to take advantage of others, tendency to compete with others, disagreeability or proneness to arguing, that word fucked me up. Pronondaness. <laughs> Don't be me. Sorry. I'm the only one that's
1: allowed to mispronounce a word.
0: Yes. Sorry. <clears throat> Jesus. God. Y- you think it's like a, a, like a like a mishmash? Like people who
1: are nurses are kind of a mishmash of all yeah, these? Yeah. I think it's much like how people are a mishmash of like submissive or dominant types. You're right. Um, You're right. I think we all have a lot of different facets of our personality. So mm-hmm. I definitely think someone can be... And when I spoke with my therapist about narcissists... Um, i don't know if it was my current therapist or my previous one um they said that it's common that someone will be like a stronger type of narcissist but have all these but can have a mishmash of other tendencies
0: oh i see what you mean yeah it is noted that the antagonistic narcissism is kind of a subtext of the overt narcissism which kind of makes sense because if you're like overly grandiose and you have such high thoughts about yourself you're going to be arrogant
1: and competitive yep
0: interesting
1: communal narcissism an interesting title another type of overt narcissism yep so it's usually seen as the opposite of antagonistic narcissism so they with communal narcissism value fairness you're likely to see themselves as altruistic which is an interesting mindfuck because the person that i deal with has this for sure oh yeah oh they love to try to head up like fundraisers and bullshit bullshit which is just a way for them to get more attention. Yeah. I was about to say, like, we had yeah. said that, where it's like, yeah. this is just you staying in the spotlight,
0: but you feel better about it because you're doing because it for you're a good cause. For a good reason.
1: Hmm. Um, so they become easily morally outraged, describe themselves as empathetic and generous, and react strongly to the things that they seem unfair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... And what's interesting is, so what, they, what makes communal narcissism different from genuine concern for the well-being of others, the key difference is that for people with communal narcissism, social power and self-importance are playing major roles. Yep. So it's mostly just an act. Yeah. And you can kind of see that with how they move about with those um, altruistic things that they're doing, supposedly altruistic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my dad used to say, or my stepdad used to
0: say, uh, no one's ever, no one's ever uh, worried about doing the right thing. Yep. Yeah? Sure. No, really, no one. Not even the person Nobody. saying this. <laughs> Nobody. And then the last one. Malignant narcissism, uh, which has different levels of severity. It's more closely connected to overt than covert narcissism, and someone with malignant narcissism may have many common traits of narcissism, like a strong need for praise and to be evaluated above others, but in addition, they can show up as sadism, vindictiveness, getting enjoyment from the pain of others, which is sadism, aggression (laughs) when interacting with other people, paranoia or heightened worry about potential threats. So her, I know I'm tired because the letters start jumping around in right. a right way. I'm like, well, why is cognitiveness like What's interesting that? is
1: this even says that with malignant narcissism, it can share traits with antisocial personality disorder. So they are more likely to experience legal uh, trouble or substance disorder. That's crazy. So the idea there is that
0: it's not as easily accessible to them why things are illegal. Mm-hmm. That could, yeah, oof. I don't like that. I don't like that at all.
1: Um, and it's also, I think there's a lot of crossover with BPD, uh, borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. They say that malignant
0: narcissists have a harder time reducing anxiety and gaining a better ability to function in day-to-day life. That's crazy. The paranoia part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's funny because it's almost like, does that paranoia come from that grandiose sense of self? Right? Of like, oh, Or losing God. it all. Oh, yeah. Almost like Mm -hmm. a prepper. Ooh, like a disaster prepper?
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I
0: prepped for the wrong disaster, by the way. What am I doing with all these canned goods? I can't get an abortion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I got a clothes hanger, so... I got all the wiring. So, now that we've talked about what narcissism looks like, we've Mm -hmm. shared some examples of what we've encountered. Yes. Um, If you're going to be in a relationship with a narcissist or have to interact with one... First of all, I think the biggest thing that I can say is that while being in a relationship with a narcissist is hard, it is also equally hard extracting yourself from a relationship with a narcissist because you are taking away from them almost like a property. Mm -hmm. Um, The person that I walked away from and decided no longer to be friends with, four years ago three years ago yeah is still trying to bash me haha <laughs> yes which is interesting <laughs> yes. um, this is actually the first time publicly that I've spoken about that person yeah. because for the most part I don't really give a shit mm-hmm. like I've gone on ran my businesses started podcasts uh, have a mass social media following like I've done my own thing and for the most part just let everyone make their own decision about this person and had a lot of people later come back and go, yeah, they were bashing you, but now we've seen the real kind of person behind that. So this is the first time I'm talking about it. Um, it's really hard to fully extract yourself because they cannot take rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rejection for them is not an option. Yeah. Um, so would you say like they had to like, change who you are in their story to make you yeah. fit there. they had to make me yeah. the the bad person and I knew that was gonna happen. And again I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Um because I've gone on and lived my life and been pretty damn successful at it. Mm-hmm. Um had successful relationships and been yeah. with my partner for over ten and a half years now and have cool. you as another partner for four years. Oh yeah. Um I'm the one that's you know, been in therapy for a number of years, I've talked to my therapist about what happened and she confirmed that it's definitely a narcissist. Um, But know that extracting yourself is not easy it's not i think
0: one of the more difficult aspects of it is part of being in a relationship with a narcissist is kind of buying into their view of the world yeah so a lot of times like what will happen is like me i i don't interact with my stepdad anymore but i do interact with my mom and sometimes hearing her speak about the stepdad it's very like oh yeah you guys all operate in this like world. totally like yeah. which is completely like, like i was there and i'm like i never want to go back and it, it's just it's crazy to still be bumping around that and knowing that if not 99 or the entirety of how I'm living my life now is something that would have been like completely
1: like shit on just straight up shit on by that whole dynamic so so you can be in relationship with narcissists but we're going to talk about the tools to do that in a healthy way Mm -hmm. to take care of you um, know that narcissists can go to therapy, but they will always be narcissists. Yeah. It is generally accepted and fairly understood, even by narcissists who are in therapy, that they will always be narcissists. Mm-hmm. You cannot un-narcissist them. Yeah. So, yeah. one, if you're going to be in a relationship with a narcissist, personally, having both of you in therapy separately is crucial. Yeah. That's not in this but I'm going right. to say that it
0: is crucial. And also walking into it, understanding that you can't change them and they can't heal from it. No. You know what I mean? Um, I did know a really, um, well, I still know her, a very golden-hearted young person who wanted to like keep giving chances to this narcissist that we knew in our lives. Like, under this impression that pro- probably one day, once everybody has abandoned him, then she'll be there to be like, see, like, you know, now I need to put you on the right path. But it's like, it's... That's not going to happen. No, you're not fixing them.
1: Narcissists are not to be fixed. Um, Even therapists will say that, like, they're not there to cure them of narcissism. They're there to help them navigate and use healthy tools to navigate a life with narcissism. Yeah, exactly. Um, So the first thing that this article suggests is avoid taking it personally um which is so hard which is so fucking hard with <laughs> a narcissist because by the time you realize they're a narcissist you've already taken it fucking personal yeah. <laughs> by the time you're
0: googling what to do yeah. how to peacefully coexist with a narcissist it, it's likely too late but and I especially think. if you try to assert boundaries based on that it could, you're, you're gonna meet some what's what i'm looking for discomfort yeah what's what? Resistance. But I, I
1: understand why it's saying that if you do know ahead of time they're a narcissist do try to avoid taking what they do personally because it really has nothing fucking to do with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A lot of what they're doing has everything to do with them and their insecurities. Yeah. And it could be anybody. It's not like really your details that make the difference
0: there because they're going to yeah. be like that with anybody. They're so. going to treat
1: everyone how they're treating you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. have you
0: ever heard of walling?
1: yeah I feel like I if this is a
0: narcissist that you're continuing to see over time it probably won't work but I think something that you can keep in the back pocket is this sort of like not not giving a reaction to something yeah. that they're doing again not saying and this is it and once you do this the narcissist will be cured and they will see the light and they will kiss your feet it's just
1: not feeding mm-hmm. into their narrative hmm Exactly. Basically, like not giving them the reactions they're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. how I did it. You're not, uh, you're not getting
0: emotional. You're not getting exacerbated, which is hard too, because a lot of times, like, definitely my experience, it was like an attack. Yeah. It was meant to make you react, you know, yeah. meant to make you go a little crazy. So that they can say,
1: "Why are you going crazy?" Mine was always meant just to keep you small. <sighs> wow. Yeah, love it. Yep, hate it here. The next thing they recommend, and I. Fully will advocate for this, setting boundaries. Yes. Um, and this is not even just boundaries of like, you can't be a narcissist to me. <laughs> um, can you imagine? You just, okay. Oh, fine. oh, I'm only doing it because no one asked me that way. Well, never mind. Um, this is more boundaries about what they say to you. Yeah. Boundaries around how they're allowed to treat you. Yeah. Um, if a narcissist were to say to you, hey, I enjoy that you're not in the spotlight, so I can be. That can be a boundary. Don't say that to me. Yeah, don't say that You're not that. allowed to, re- you know, regulate me to the background. Yeah, um, exactly.
0: It can also look like, um, there were certain topics that I want to bring up around my yeah. stepdad, which, you know, I know that like really rides the line of like, oh, what are you withholding? What are you being dishonest about? And could cause problems depending on how close you are to the narcissist. But in, in my situation, since so it was my dad, and this is probably something that a lot of children who are trying to become an adult whose parents keep looking at them as children go through, where it's very like, no, we're not going to talk about my money yeah i'm not gonna talk about how i use it we're not gonna we're not gonna have shared bank accounts anymore you know how i handle it's how i handle it you don't need to know you don't need to know how much i'm going out to eat you don't need to know how much i'm spending at a restaurant you know so things like that
1: yeah um what's interesting is with the narcissists i encountered they wouldn't allow me to talk about certain things that made them feel bad about themselves that is hilarious (laughs) so like when i started dating um when i was changing into or moving into polyamory they would not they asked me to not talk about my dating because they couldn't date no one wanted to date them so they asked me to not talk about who i was dating because it made them feel bad
0: which definitely made them get more dates yep it was great so stupid um uh, again just want to make a quick note that depending on how deeply you are with the narcissist a lot of this is going to be hard so, um, especially because they're going to see it as losing certain access to certain parts of you, or losing yeah. like a their perceived like head of the helm in terms of what happens in the relationship.
1: So, advocate for yourself. The narcissist is never going to advocate for you. Yes, I yes. don't know how else to say it. They're yeah. never going to fucking advocate for you. Yeah. Ever. Which might be tricky. Uh,
0: my narcissist was very, you know, like, always saying, like, nobody helps me. Nobody. Blah, blah, blah. So it made yeah. it seem like nobody was advocating for him. But in truth, we all existed to be part of that, like, narrative for him. Yeah. So we, it, was, it was a symbiotic
1: relationship. We all needed each other. It wasn't just, like, us suckling on the teat of the king. Yeah. You really have to advocate for yourself, um, you know, especially with narcissists who uh, do the, like, Altruistic virtue signaling, Mm. where it seems like they're so helping others and everything doesn't doesn't mean anything. You have to advocate for yourself. Yeah, so kind of a hard example could be like if you're a child
0: of a narcissist and they do what I had just quoted—a very like, well, no one helps me, and I don't. blah, Blah blah blah. Of course, you're especially if it's a parent, you're gonna feel like. Oh, man, I want to help. I don't want to abandon you. I don't blah, blah, blah. But what does that look like for your time? Are you still able to have time for yourself? Are you still able to pursue your own goals? Are you still able to do?
1: Reach your dreams. Reach your dreams. Have dreams. Have dreams. (laughs)
0: Period. Period.
1: Yeah. Uh, Create a healthy distance. (laughs) <laughs> That's so hard. Um, yeah,
0: you know, I keep forgetting that there are examples of this where it's like, like in the article, it was saying like, like shift to another desk in the office. And I'm like, oh, yeah, people have like normal like people in their peripheral that are narcissists.
1: Because yeah. like for me, the creating distance <laughs> was, was moving complete, out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had to move out. For me, I had to completely cut that person off. Yeah. There was no healthy distance. Mm-hmm. The healthy distance was completely cut off. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing was that she blocked you. Right. So it
0: was like you were obviously like at checking out, and then she was like, "Oh, well, actually, I
1: blocked you. This is I blocked you, and, but I'm still gonna bullshit talk about you. I don't even care. Four years later, still talking about yeah, you. Yes, I don't even care. I don't even care about shit that they don't even know about. <laughs> what they really don't know about. Yeah, just to make. The, and again, it's because they want to make themselves feel important. It's for the attention. It's for the attention. Mm-hmm. It's that's what it's for, and that's what they live for is attention. Yep, it's really kind of sad. Like it's, it's super if you really sad. look at narcissists at the whole, it's really got to be a terrible life. I know because you must feel so small on the inside, you know, because you're so alone. Well, and just I can't fathom like your entire self worth and self esteem being completely wrapped up in what you think everyone else thinks about you, and totally the reliant time. on people having thoughts about you. Period. Yeah, like that has to be a terrible existence. So sad. So pathetic. I wouldn't want it. I. I just. I. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants affirmation and wants to feel important, but like for your entire life to be built on that, Mm -hmm. that's got to suck. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't. mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. No, thank you. Mm -mm. So that's generally, I mean, unfortunately you're probably like, those are only like four or five tips. Yeah. I mean, it's. Unfortunately, existing with a narcissist is just difficult. Yeah. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of, yes, use these tools, but really you need to have a therapist that you're going to, to help you navigate dealing with a narcissist.
0: Well, also that that's a professional who's like aware of what your mental health should be like and like how to maintain that is really important. Yeah. Because a lot of times, yeah, how deeply these relationships with narcissists can run is that you will really feel like a bad person trying to do anything for yourself. So it's easy to kind of like continue to self-sacrifice just because you want to, you know, show that you love that person or whatever.
1: Do you remember, I don't know if you have this moment or not, but did you have a moment that really solidified that your stepdad was a narcissist? Um. So it, or what really tipped you over from like,
0: oh no, I need to. Yeah. And it's funny because it was inspired I think it must have been inspired by a situation I had happen. Um, like, do you remember when I told you that I had this situation with my older brother who mm-hmm. was an alcoholic and I had to go find him because he yep. was lost? And then like, you know, driving around at 11 p.m. at night just to like find him and have him say like, you've never loved me. And it's like, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm here. Because I hate you. I hate you so much. Because <laughs> I hate you so much. So there was this time where like, you, you know that I was uh, working on a business with my stepdad, mm-hmm. which the fucked up part was that it was a very, the, I loved that concept obviously that would have been my dream to get that lifted yeah. off the ground um and to have every aspect of that work poisoned you know to a point where it's like i try not to talk about it if i don't have to yeah. um even wanting to like take it off my bio on the website and everything. But uh, it got to a point where it's like, I basically wasn't allowed to get another job. I just had to work all the time on this thing that wasn't generating money. And I don't know if you know this, but things cost money, just in case you didn't know. No idea. Um, So I couldn't just live off of one income working on this. And um, it got to a point where we were talking about how much time I had. And I was like, well, I need to get another job. So I probably like given the weekend, maybe one day a week that I can really hit this hard. And he just like looked at me and was like, Wow, you're really not the person I thought you were. And nice. <laughs> I, yes, because I didn't die for this cause, you know. Like, and that was after like I used to because I didn't have an actual employment. I used to go and spend weeks at a time there. I would say once a month I was there for one whole week, mm-hmm. just there. And were we working, or was I also helping with chores, or helping with cooking, or helping spending time with my mom because yep. that needed to like ha- that needed to happen. And he just absolutely couldn't do it. Because he's so tired. Nobody helps him so at that point I remember my my whole body it just like there was this numb feeling from my head to my toe I felt this like white like like everything went white like a Mm -hmm. a white hot and I just had shut down yep I just I know I had nothing to say I was just like okay you know I, there wasn't even a fight. Like I've never had a moment where I'm just like, you're wrong. And you're so shitty for doing that. You know, like, no, I just, I said, okay, I felt what I felt. And then I knew that I was never going back after I like, and the next time I went back was
1: when my little brother had died. What's funny is that's super similar to what happened for me too, where it was just like the final thing that happened. So I was already, I already knew that this person was narcissistic. I had been coming to that realization for a while. Um, and they invited me to go to the beach. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and watch and see what happens on this trip to the beach. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we live about an hour and a half to two hours from the beach. So mm-hmm. two hours there at the beach for a few hours and two hour car ride back together. Um, that entire eight hour trip, that person never asked me one question about me. Why would they need Literally to spoke about themselves for eight hours straight.
0: And still had more material. And
1: still had more material. <laughs> I wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, and I remember that same feeling of just like literally not wanting to fight nothing. Just in that moment when I realized what had happened that day and I realized it that night I was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, and I'm done. I yeah. don't need to talk to them anymore. I don't need to have a fight about it. I don't, I'm done. Yeah. It's almost like you've reached the limit of like, I think I've done everything I can do. Yeah. Like this is, and everything I'm willing. And to they've do. shown me exactly who they are. Yeah. So exactly. I'm done. And maybe if I had put more boundaries or any, like any of that in place earlier, maybe I could've. But I don't
0: know. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me. And, and I mean, I would love it if anybody could like come in with stories where maybe there is a different type of ending, but I just don't know if there's any other ending but that.
1: Cause it's like. And this person's still being told by their friends who are therapists that she's not a narcissist, which is hilarious, literally hilarious. It's a good, di- it's a good diagnosis. Yeah. So we, we like looked up three articles
0: and we're like, Oh yeah, yeah that's all you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like part of one thing I keep thinking is like, there must've been times where you were actually asserting boundaries and they were just getting trampled on. Cause I don't know that we were like, yeah. And I think that's kind of what's fucked up because like, you know, I did end up moving out of my parents' house and I did, but it was all like small stuff where I was like, if I do this, Can I still maintain a
1: relationship with you if I do this? I think that's where, like, the therapy piece comes in. Because I think until the narcissist recognizes that they're a narcissist, no matter what you do, it's just kind of in vain. Yes. In my opinion. Uh, Yeah. I exactly. I think that
0: for sure. And
1: I love that. Um, yeah. Wow, I think we're this almost has been out of time.
0: Such a fun, joyful great, episode. We were trapping around
1: laughing Found Memory and Lane. Um, mm, mm, uh, make mm. sure you go join our Facebook group. That's yes. where we post about our munches and funny memes and get to know each other. Yeah. Um it's actually a pretty fun group. I enjoy it. <laughs> um make sure you're following our Instagram. Uh make sure you're coming to our munches if you're here local. We have them once a month. Next one is on August twelfth. Twelfth. August 12th. Oh my god, I put the two backwards in my brain. I was like, August 15th. <laughs> August, August 12th. 12th. <laughs> uh, we had to not do the one last month because of COVID, but we will be doing the one for August, even if it fucking kills me. I'll, I'll just do it. I miss seeing my peeps. I'll just come in a hazmat suit if I have to. Literally, <laughs> missing all my friends. Um, Hi!
0: I come in with the tally counter in there. What sleeve is it in? You don't even know. I don't I'm going know.
1: click on the. And then <laughs> you're not right. Um, <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> um, as you heard, a shout out to Hannah, yes. our Patreons, the yes. ones that help us support this and fund this. Yeah, we are you. self-funded. We have done everything out of our own pockets. So Patreon, yeah, we love y'all. And then Kofi if you just want to do a one-off kind of donation, um, as little as like a buck. Yep, just buy us a cup of just coffee, little, so. little
0: small one. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel um, yes. and leave some comments
1: in there. We're yeah. at almost two hundred. I know. Yeah, gang, 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 gang. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think we hit it. I think we nailed it.
0: <laughs> Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.